good evening. Good to see you all as we gather on this uh, second Sunday in Ordinary Time. So we started uh, in the liturgy, Ordinary Time. And in this Ordinary Time, you know, most of the liturgical season of the church year is Ordinary Time. Just like our lives. Most of our lives are lived out in the ordinary of everyday life. And as believers in Jesus Christ, it's so important for us to find God in the ordinary. This is what Christians do. We go out into the world and we point God out for others. And also for ourselves and our kids and our family, our friends, aunts, uncles, cousins, co-workers, all these people. We point the Lord out for others. And this is what, in our gospel today, John the Baptist did. He pointed out Jesus if you were paying attention. Were you? So what was our gospel about? I'm not going to ask you a test, but maybe next time you'll pay more attention. <laughs> the gospel today is from John chapter 1, verse 29 to 34. Get out your Bibles, I should say, right? So... We listen to the scripture. It says here, John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him. And he said, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. We say that, right? It's the Lamb of God, right? We all sing the Lamb of God at Mass. And then we hold up the Lord. And we say, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. That's you and I. We're blessed. Why? Because we've been called to the supper of the Lamb. And we responded. Everyone here has responded to grace tonight. You realize that. That you're here because you realize there's more to life than just what the physical world or material world presents to us. You know, a materialist is someone who only sees reality based on the material world. We're not materialists. We're Christians. That means we do realize there's a material world. But this material world, there's also a spiritual world. I mean, just look at you and I. Can you see my soul? You can't talk to me after Mass, right? <laughs> can you see my soul? No. But you can see my body. But you come to know my soul through my body. As I express myself through my body, you take in Father Michael through your senses. You fill up my senses. So, I don't know if John Denver was Catholic, but he really got that one right. A sacrament is what? An outward visible sign of an invisible reality. An outward visible sign of an invisible reality. So John the Baptist saw this visible figure, this man, Jesus, walking. How many of us have seen Jesus walk by us? How many of us have encountered Jesus in the disguise of the poor? How many of us encountered Jesus in our husband, in our wife, in our kids, in our coworkers, family, friends? Jesus is alive. And you and I? need to use our spiritual eyes to recognize him in the disguise of our spouse, 
our husband, our wife, our kids, our family, our friends. So you get to know the spiritual reality of my soul through my body. And as Catholics, we're very sensual as Catholics. We, are, we use flip the candles. There's an altar. We wear vestments. We use incense. We sing songs. You know, the smells, the bells. We have all these things going on. We have candles. We have the tabernacle. We have statues. We have the stations of the cross. We have all these things. We, we have colors for the different seasons. But all of these external, or if you will, material things communicate something more than just a candle. Why do we use candles? Why do we wear green? Why do we have the tabernacle as gold? Why do we have a, a sanctuary lamp? Why do we have the station of the cross? So what is visible reveals the invisible. The visible reveals the spiritual. And as Christians... Through baptism, God has given us spiritual eyes to see and recognize him in the visible world. When you see a beautiful sunset, think about this. How many of you have experienced a beautiful sunset, right? Or you have drive, driven through some part of the nation and there's this beautiful landscape and it like draws you in. You're drawn in to the beauty of that landscape. Or you just see a new baby, a newborn baby. There's just something about that child that just draws you in. The beauty and majesty of God. God's fingerprints are all over creation. God's fingerprints are everywhere. Some of the saints said that the, the, the created world is God's cathedral. And you'll hear people say that at times. I really like to pray outdoors. I like to pray in nature. Well, you know why? Because their soul is recognizing, we recognize God and his fingerprints. We recognize his presence in the visible world. But there's no created creature that's visible, that communicates God more beautifully than human beings. You and I, you and I, the catechism says human beings, we, the two modes of being human man and woman, masculinity, femininity, these two modes of being human reveal God in a very particular, unique, and beautiful way. And so all of the created world reveals something of the spiritual reality that God wants to communicate to us. Think of the soil. Let's just think for a minute. The soil. Just think of soil. What does soil do? It causes growth when something is sown in it. Soil receives the rains of the heavens, right? Now think about that. The soil does what? Gives up its life so that the plants can have life. Built right into the ground is this giving up of life so that something greater could be given life. Plants. Now think of plants. Plants give up their life so that Animals can have life. So to go from lower to higher, you have to give your life up. If you want to be, if the soil wants to go higher, it has to give its life up and it's taken up into the plants. If the plants want to go higher on the chain, they have to give their life up and they're taken up into what? The animals. 
The animals want to go higher, they have to give their life up to what? Steaks, right? Cows, praise God for cows. Pigs too, I mean, who likes bacon, right? Praise God for animals. Not just because we can eat them, but they're, they're neat creatures, they're amazing. But think about that built right into the physical design of creation is this laying down of life and going higher and higher and higher. Now, the next question is this. If the soil gives its life up for the plants and the plants for the animals and the animals for us, what do we give our lives up for? Because we're a part of this created design of God. We give our lives up for the love of God. We lay down our life for one another. So that we could be lifted up to where? Into God. Look how he laid his life down. We lay our lives down. And this is where you see Jesus, husbands, wives, laying their lives down for one another. Kids, family, friends, co-workers, laying your life down for one another. You gave up something tonight to be at Mass. So you had to give something up to be here. And now think of this. You'll never, ever get this time back. You will never, ever, ever get this time back. It's given to God. You decided to give this hour, or hour and 10 or 15 minutes, because I'm preaching. <laughs> you decided to give this time back to God. You lay your life on the altar. And guess what? You will never, ever be disappointed because one day when you die, the times that you're going to most value and console you will be the times that you gave up your life and to give God praise, glory, honor. Jesus invites us into himself so that he can lift us all up to the Father through the Son by the power of the Holy Spirit. We go to the Father through the Son, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Think about that. To the Father, through the Son, by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is holiness I'm talking about. This is what the saints did. But we can't do this without the power of Jesus. That's why you come to Mass. That's why you go to confession. That's why we receive grace. That's why we need to hear our souls need to be fed every day. We can't just come and eat once a week. Though we say seven days without prayer makes one week. W-E-A-K. Seven days without prayer makes one week. You get weak when you don't pray. You start to emphasize the physical and neglect the spiritual. Don't we do that? We all do that. I do it. We all do it. We start to gravitate toward the refrigerator rather than to the chapel. We go to the movies or watch our favorite sitcom or whatever, rather than taking a little bit of time in prayer. We're weak. We are weak. We need God's help. We need saved. Jesus, please save me from myself. Please don't let me be selfish. Please give me the grace to lay my life down for you and others so that I can be lifted up with you, in you, and through you to the glory of God the Father. We say it at Mass, through him and with him and in him. Right? Through him, with him, in him. All glory to you, God Almighty Father. 
We lift Jesus up when we say that. We're lifting up Jesus. And you as a church, we as the church, are all lifted up with him, in him, and through him to the Father. The Mass is not just something you come to once a week. The Mass happens when you pick up your dirty laundry. That's living the Mass in your home. The Mass happens when you put your dishes in the dishwasher. The Mass happens when you take out the trash. The Mass happens when you are in traffic. Instead of giving unkind gestures, you say the rosary. The Mass happens when your spouse says something and has having a bad day, and you happen to not respond and attack and retaliate, but you forgive and you love and you serve. That's living the Mass. This is my body given up for you, sweetheart. You might not want to say that. She's not having a bad day. But you don't have to say it, but you can live it out, right? You can live out the Eucharist. We can live the Mass. This happens in marriage all the time. This happens at work all the time. You and I, we are the body of Christ. We need to not be afraid to encounter our own human brokenness and other people's brokenness. Today, here at Mass, I won't make too much of you guys here. I don't, I don't want to put you on the spot too much. But Larry and Sue Wadey here. There they are. 50 years today is their anniversary. 50 years. <laughs> Praise God. They haven't killed each other yet. <laughs> yet, that's right. But the point is this. They're perfect props for this homily. They're perfect examples of living the cross. You don't live 50 years in marriage without being crucified here and there. Right? <laughs> There's no way of being successful and faithful for 50 years without feeling the passion of Christ in your mind, your body, and your soul. And that's just not marriage. That's in priesthood. That's in single life, religious life, all of these things. And we have Matthew here. Matthew is up here serving. Matthew is one of our seminarians. He's going back to seminary. I wanted him to serve, and he asked to serve. And I thought, make sure everyone here every day say a little prayer for our seminarians. I mean, he's giving up his life for his bride, the church. I lay, when, you, when you're ordained a priest, you lay flat on the cathedral floor. That's basically saying, I'm giving up the amazing good of living with a woman and having my own family so that I can serve you and your families. I can feed my children, whom you are, with the living bread of life, Jesus the Lord. When my kids mess up, they come running to the confessional, or at least they should, right? When my kids are sick, I anoint them with the sacrament of the anointing of the sick. So that's how I, as a spiritual father, lay down my life for you, my spiritual sons and daughters. You are members of this body of Christ. And so we have Matthew living out the vocation or seeking to live out eventually the vocation of priesthood, like myself, a deacon here, we have all of you in different various vocations. We have a prime example here, 50 years for uh, Sue and Larry, 50-year anniversary. So who here can see Jesus? Like John the Baptist, I'm saying, hey guys, behold, look at the Lamb of God. Even in the soil, the plants, the animals, and his only son, and in each of us, look at your daily life. Look at how you go through everyday life. 
You're living the mass more than you realize at times. There's often a disconnect that we go to church and then we go home and we go back to the same old, same old. I'd say, no, no, no. You go home and you live the mass every day. You live the mass every day. You know what our song today was? Here I am, Lord. I come to do your will. You can't love unless you say no to something. Because a no is ordered toward a greater yes, isn't it? When I decided to be a priest, I said no to every other spouse, woman. I said no. Not because it's bad, but because it's so good. But the Lord says, Michael, I need you to serve me as a priest. So I need you to lay down your life so you can, I can continue to give my body and blood to my people. When you say no to cookies, hopefully you're saying yes not to a piece of pie, but <laughs> when you say no to cookies, say yes to an apple. So a no is a laying down a life for a greater yes. And that's what Sue and Larry did in so many ways. And that's what each of us here are called to do every day. Every day. Satan is frightened tonight that you're going to go out into the world and start living the Mass out. That you're going to live the Eucharist. You're not just going to come to Mass. You're going to live the Mass. You're not just going to watch Father do this stuff up here. You're going to participate. You're going to sing. Even if you sound like a frog, I want you to sing. I want you to praise God at this Mass. Pray with your heart. Your guardian angels here saying, yes, cheer them on. Teach them how to worship the Father. You were made in his image. We're created to lay down our life that we might have life and have it to the full. So as you go through this next week, what you think is an obstacle is an opportunity. When you're having a bad day and you just want to stay in your bed, He's in your body feeling that with you. And you say, Jesus, I need you to get me out of bed. I need you to rise up through me, within me, and help me to go into my day. Jesus, I offer this tiredness up as I'm laying in my bed for all those in the world that can't get out of bed. I'm going to join to the mass that's being offered all over the world right now, and I'm going to offer up my tiredness for you. Father Mark, you know, he and I pray morning prayer every, almost every morning. We get up and we pray morning prayer. And he knows I like to sleep, so. So sometimes he'll text me like, hey, let's do morning prayer in private today. I know it breaks your heart. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I say, ha, ha, right? When I see that text, I'm like, yes. I can sleep in. I'm a night hawk. I can stay up all night long. But the point is this, is God's calling us all to live the Mass. And that's why John the Baptist pointed at Jesus. And you and I need to find Jesus in our tiredness, in our struggles, in our marriage, in our family, in our workplace, in our drive to work. Find Jesus. He is with you. He is with you always. Not sometimes, always. So as we continue the Mass, I want you to ask for these graces from his heart to live the Mass, not just come to Mass but to live the Mass, and to not be afraid to lay down your life, because in laying it down, you're going to be lifted up higher. What does he say? The humble are exalted. The exalted are humble. So allow yourself 
to humbly let Jesus through you lay his life down. And you'll see life flow through you, and you'll be amazed at the miracles that God will perform in your mind, body, soul, and spirit. So we thank God for the graces he wants to give us at this Mass. Let's take a moment to just open our hearts to hear what he said to us in the scriptures, in the homily, and then we're going to pray our creed with a renewed faith.